You are listening to the forecast from Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's only global LFC podcast. We have Jason. Say hi, Jace. Hi, Jace. We have Eric. Say hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. And we have Christian. Say hi, Christian. Hi, Christian. <laughs> right. Okay. And you got me, mental. Um, oh, my God. And uh, so just a quick update, because we're recording this during the Arsenal-Cologne game, and which was delayed by an hour because of crowd trouble. So it's just started. It's uh, nine minutes in, and Cologne have just scored a screamer from about 35 yards. Um, I think the keeper was way out of his goal, and it's gone straight into the net. It's an amazing goal. Fuck, I need to pull out. I need to watch the game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching... um, I need um, to see that. (laughs) uh, Do I need to know what you were doing that you need to pull out? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, so a ball came into the box Aspina came and, and uh, intercepted it on the edge of his box just outside his box booted it got a good kick nearly to the halfway line but it's uh, it's intercepted by Cologne laid off to a guy and he boots it over the top of the keeper who's out near the edge of his box and it settles nicely into the net it's so great watching Arsenal suffer and struggle. Yeah. So. <laughs> On a side note, when we're talking Europa League, um, I'm watching the Vitesse versus Lazio game. Um, Vitesse came um, and they earned uh, to be one up, and they just see uh, Lazio just equalised. If you think that we suck at defending, watch the one-one from Lazio. Uh, it's, Which it's, side? Who's bad? Which which team is the bad one? Fidesa, they, they've got the opportunity to clear it four, five times, and all they do is hoof it a bit up in the air, and it travels like two yards. That sounds like us with our defensive headers. It's absolutely <laughs> comedy capers, and if you think that we suck, you really need to have a watch of that because that's absolutely disgusting. So, uh, is, that, is that the Chelsea B team? Yeah, it, it is. It isn't. That, that much anymore no, they don't have loads of them anymore but uh, used to have yeah alright oh, right. Um, it's, it's where Solanke used to play yeah right and Everton got hammered 3-0 by Atlanta yeah uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 3-0 3-0 3-0 absolutely flattered them <laughs> really did <laughs> did you see it did you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll watch, watch the game um, <laughs> what was wrong? What, what, what were they doing? Well, nothing really. Rooney um, wants to play in midfield, but you know from um, well from the Euros that he all he does is he's all over the place, and he isn't where he needs to be. Yeah, 
that's and, really and he, and he does that he again now as well and he tries to win every right duel there. he tries to win every duel but he just doesn't and creates chaos for his own team um, they, they've got no pace <laughs> they can't break um, and they don't have anybody scoring a goal oh good goal for Tessa up front 2-1 again well earned is Lucas playing for Lazio? Uh, haven't seen him yet because I was uh, busy setting up the mic for this uh, recording. Um, okay. I did notice well, Louis. Again. I did notice <laughs> Luis Alberto uh, on the pitch. Uh, uh, the former uh, Liverpool man. Yeah, well, he scored the other day, and um, uh, Suzo scored for Milan. They put five past Vienna. Um, he got the fifth, and Andre Silva, who I thought was an interesting purchase. Got a hat trick for. I mean, li- listening to you guys for uh, for the first ten minutes of this podcast means I mean there's no relevance to talk about Burnley. We're talking. Yes, yeah, live. This is live. But we're talking about Burnley under duress because no one really wants to talk about Burnley. Oh <laughs> 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 <I mean, laughs> You know, it's not even it's not even like you can be rude about them like you would with, a, say, a Jose Mourinho, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, they're just uninteresting. Did anybody see uh, if, if Alan de Rodriguez played for uh, Apollon Limassol earlier on? They kicked off a six GMT. Oh, no, no, they, uh, I, I saw that they were on. I forgot that he played there. All right, have, uh, have a look. Uh, yeah, I was laughing, uh, at, uh, I was laughing at Everton all the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, they drew one, one with Leon. So I have a hugely relevant question, but it's it's. I mean, it's serious. How do I how do I have to pronounce the name of the uh, Burnley manager? Sean Dish Dish. Dyke. Sean Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> call him call him Dish if you want. <laughs> no, what, 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 how do I have to pronounce it properly? <laughs> it's Sean Dyke. Don't leave it in the dark. Dyke. No, it's Dyche. Like SH, yeah. Okay. Wonderful, irregular English language. You can also (laughs) call him just the the Ginger Mourinho. He looks at um, Burnley's record yet this season. Oh, yes. That's interesting. He has... I don't know. They they beat Chelsea uh, in their opening game. Then they lost against West Brom. Uh, they beat Blackburn in this ridiculously named Caribou Cup. And <laughs> the Caribou won. Cup. Who wants to win that one? It's the <laughs> first time. I really hope that Leicester wins. I don't want to play in that. I don't want to be the winner of the Caribou <laughs> Cup. Yeah, and then and then um, they drew they drew with um, Spurs, one all, and yeah. they beat Crystal Palace. So. Yeah, but they beat, they, they beat Crystal Palace very much against the run of play. Um, I've watched that game because I'm, I'm a huge admirer of uh, Frank Debu's work. Um, and I had the feeling that uh, that could be his last game, which it turned out to be. Fuck them. Um, really hope they go down. But um, uh, Palace was by far the better sure. side. <laughs> Palace was by far the better side. And uh, yeah. Tons of opportunities, just couldn't score a goal. I think if they played till today, they still wouldn't have scored. Um, and Burnley at one corner. 
well, luckily we are very good against uh, uh, against those set pieces. So, yeah, no yeah, problem. This is, this, is exactly the, <laughs> this is exactly the sort of threat that Burnley pose, though, isn't it? I mean, um, you look at. I, I wouldn't be surprised if those games against Chelsea and um, Spurs that they were they were dominated, but they managed to get a draw and a win. So, well, they were actually one pretty of open. We have to be careful. I've actually watched a bit of those games and they were pretty open. It wasn't like the twenty percent and let's win two nil like we did uh, against them last season. Yeah, it's interesting to hear. I mean, just the one side. It was actually pretty pretty open. So who knows? So there's like twenty thousand twenty thousand Cologne fans in London today, apparently. And the on the radio, they even uh, they even. Um, gave a recording of the noise in the middle of Soho, uh, which is the West End in London, the entertainment district, yeah. um, of all the Cologne fans. Uh, <laughs> and there was, there was singing and chanting. Because, um, you know, it's like the biggest game since Cologne were a, a major force in the 70s. Um, and that was a long time ago, I can, I can tell you. <laughs> so we can safely say that finally Germany invaded England. Yeah, <laughs> boots on the ground, people. There's boots on the ground. The Germans never, the never beat English teams, do they? On on uh, on English turf. I think Bayern destroyed Arsenal a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just that's that. But that's the standard thing. Yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> Uh, Mental try um, to, to draw our attention away from the Burnley discussion. So, <laughs> <laughs> anything else we really want to talk about? <laughs> 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 so we don't have to talk about Burnley. Well, Burnley. Yeah. Uh, so, so Burnley. Um, it's quite funny, apparently, because when uh, when they have a big game coming on, uh, the whole town just empties out because all of Burnley goes to the football match. Um, so it's quite quite funny in, in a lot of ways, uh, and uh, but uh, they obviously they lost Michael Keane uh, in the summer. Um, they've I think they lost another defender as well for some reason, um, and and Heaton, uh, the ex United keeper, who has been well, he's one of the England goalkeepers. He has just had shoulder surgery. I think he landed awkwardly on his shoulder yeah, in a, in a game just recently. So he's had surgery and he's out for several months. So we've got the number two keeper coming in um, and they haven't got their last season centre-back pairing. So cue the performances of a lifetime because they're coming to Anfield for the second-choice keeper and these new young centre-backs that Sean Dyche is looking to develop over the next uh, few years until they get sold on. Yeah, they... um, uh the fella called Nick Pope came on. I, uh, I think it's Nick Pope or Nick Dope or so, something uh, something similar. And uh, he had a very good game. He saved uh, quite a couple of good saves. So um, let's hope he had his uh, moment in the sun already and um, he won't have it at Anfield. But we all know how we are with uh, visiting goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, so we're both on seven points out of 12, I believe. Uh, so, you know, I think are we back to trying to get above Watford again 
in the table. Yeah, should do. No, all in all, as much as every sign is against us, um, they are good on. Um, they're ruthless. They're ruthless at the back. They're ruthless up front. They don't need a whole lot of chances to score. Um, they like to play a physical game. Um, they're going to be all defensive and find that one or two opportunities from set pieces and what have you. They've got Chris Wood, who's an incredibly good striker with a real poacher's instinct, uh, but with the physicality of a Lukaku. Um, so, all in all, everything seems to be set up that Burnley is the pinnacle of everything we suck at. They're very good at. So it's 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 all again about how will we deal with our weaknesses. Um, but we should be on ten points by Sunday. They um, yeah, Chris Wood he scored in the first few minutes, first couple of minutes of uh, the Crystal Palace game, didn't he? Yeah, well, three was, minutes, yeah. three minutes in, and they scored, and then they were uh, yeah defending with their back against the wall most of the time. I read many comments about it. I didn't see anything. But read many, many comments about it, and they all said exactly as Eric said. Um, uh, Palace were by far the better side, outplayed them time and again, and uh, but just couldn't score. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I saw some highlights, and uh, Palace were quite good. I think the decision to sack Frank de Boer, I think the chairman had already decided a couple of weeks previously. Apparently, the argument was uh, um, that the discussion was that uh, he would come in, but it would be evolution, not revolution. Um, and the chairman obviously felt that actually Frank de Boer just ignored him and just went for revolution and tried to completely change the way they play. Um, and while they looked decent against Palace, you know, I think the, the chairman was just pissed off with him. And then with this run of games they've got coming out, I think they've got Southampton next, but then they've, um, they've got all the big, the big boys after that for three or four games on the trot. So I think the chairman just figured that, uh, there's no way a Frank de Boer defense was currently going to, uh, stop any of these teams and that um, um, he needed someone who would go back to being pragmatic and just be defensively solid and boot the ball up <laughs> and let the front guys chase and let Kane take the corners yeah. <laughs> but how do you yeah. come up with Roy to be fair yeah. the owl is pretty good at managing um, mid to lower table clubs isn't he like he did well with Fulham for yeah. example yeah and West Brom you know you went into West Brom came up under Di Matteo and uh, uh, they were scoring goals for fun but they were also conceding for fun as well and he just organised them a bit you know two banks of four and they just stopped conceding quite so many goals so they didn't stop conceding but they you know the balance was better and uh, so they did okay and sort of uh, you know comfortably got mid-table um and, and that's what he did. I mean, Steve Clark did a better job when he came in after Hodgson, um, but because most coaches will be a bit more adventurous than uh, Hodgson will be. What um, do we have to expect at Burnley? Also, two banks of four? Or, or uh, four, probably, five, four, one, probably four, five, one, I expect. Four, five, one. Yeah, yeah four, yeah. five, one, Chris Wood up front. Um, I reckon yeah. if... Uh, <laughs> Uh, knowing Sean Dyke, he, Sean Dyke, um, he, he's watched us uh, intensively. Uh, he knows that if he parks the midfield against us, uh, and he's going to play 
uh, as many crocs as he's got, um, uh, he has a good chance of, of winning the midfield battle. And winning the midfield battle is is key for us. I've, I've said that Heck again. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm not very proud. I, I predicted the six six nil against um, against City. Um, well, it could have been six nil for us, six nil for them. Um, it was all about who wins, who wins the duels, and um, oh, Kevin De Bruyne and uh, and um, uh, Silva were miles ahead of uh, Ronaldo and Chan. So, so we lost, and uh, and that severely cost us. So it's yeah, going yeah. to be it's going to be that again, and um, <laughs> especially Chan and and Wijnaldum need to step up. For Wijnaldum, it's good news that we play at Anfield, so we do. Yeah. Right. So, right. so let's. Uh, what, what do you think is going to be the mid- midfield lineup? Uh, who's going to be the two central? Does Coutinho come in? Where does he play? So let's start with the midfield then. If we think they're going to congest the midfield and and battle well, us I'm there actually, in the midfield, I'm actually um, was actually thinking about how we approach this game because you know we've got our usual style, but towards the end of last season we came up with a couple of different ways to break down the bus parkers, didn't we? So we had um, the, the the type of team that would try and grind them down or the or we went with the four four two diamond and tried to um, try to be a bit more creative. So I wonder if we might do something like that. Um, that would be very interesting. Yeah. yeah, just just to just to give people a reminder, the last eight games were all against the lower table sides that we feel give us give us trouble. I think that was after Everton, um, and uh, and then we started this year actually with two. Watford and Palace as well and of those 10 games which are against lower sides we've won 7 and drawn 2 um, and the draw was against Southampton when James Milner missed his first penalty since the Industrial Revolution we played Palace this season we played in in quite a conservative way didn't we um, to uh, you know that more sort of grinding out the result type Type way, so um, yeah, but I think we, I, I think we expected um, Palace to come out and play a bit more, and then uh, the board chose to, to to not do that against us, um, and yeah. they nearly got the result. But um, yeah, last season we we did, went for the four four two, four four two diamond. Um, that said, we didn't have the pace of Mane, so we don't know whether that was by design or just by we need to do something here because we can't play um, that expensive foot football with, uh, with 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 Mane running wild on on, on the right hand side and and Phil Coutinho coming in from the left because we didn't have that, so we needed to find a solution, and the solution was um, play with Firmino and and. I think well, who we played as was it Sturridge? Yeah, that's actually a really good point, Eric. I think um, that that we uh, it, it could be seen that we were forced into that rather than wanting to do it. So yeah, and, and we yeah, do play a bit of a four-four-two diamond at the moment with uh, Firmino dropping in more like a number ten at times and. Salah and Mane playing more as uh, as inside forwards is, is 
very mobile strikers at times. So um, I, I do hope to see Sturridge at the weekend. Yeah, That's I what I hope. That. But going off on midfield, I um, <clears throat> I, uh, I don't want to see Emre Chan. Um, <laughs> his form has been absolutely terrible. He's played two or three good games. Thought it was decent at um, at Hoffenheim away. He was amazing Hoffenheim at home and uh, and Arsenal at home. But for us, he's just been absolutely dire. And involved in, in in almost every goal that we conceded. So I, I I'd like to just not play Emre Chan. Call it rest. I don't know. Just don't play him. And um, go with James Milner because I think he's been yeah, playing he's playing very well when he came on when we needed him to do something. Uh, he came on and and did just that. So I think he, he deserves a start. In midfield with Henderson, they both connect well, and then, um, well, I'm okay with with all them, because you can't play Coutinho now in midfield with Mane being suspended, so we have to play Coutinho left 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 winger. But that means no creativity at all in the midfield. I think James has a bit of that, and and you can have Phil coming into midfield a bit more. <laughs> So you're saying that Barcelona are going to offer us eighty million pounds for James Milner at the end of the season? <laughs> well, they're, they're, reports are that they're not interested in, in Phil Coutinho anymore. So uh, I hope James knows a bit of Spanish. <laughs> it must be because they're after Milner. Come into the midfield. Actually, I think um, he's been really unfortunate not to get more game time this season because I think. He's not not let us down at all when he's come in, and I do think that both Wijnaldum and Emery have been inconsistent. So he should play. What about our captain? What about Jordan Henderson? We're talking about midfield, and he was yeah. not at his best. Yeah, throughout. In fact, I mean, he had very had a lot of good uh, good scenes. Won the ball. A lot of times, but was also at fault for the second goal of Sevilla, for example. Um, yeah, what do you think about him? He's been terrible all season. No, I disagree with that. He's not <laughs> been the world class that he was last season um, before, but he needed a couple of a couple of a uh, couple of games then as well because at Burnley he was dire. And he was learning the role, and so he's played both the international games for ninety minutes. Yes. So, and he's played every single game for us except the um, when he was uh, taken off. I think in a Hoffenheim away game at after sixty. So he's played every single game in 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 the space of about what a month. Six weeks. What, what's that? Eight, nine games, ish. Uh, I think we've already played six games. It's just it's just about a month, and it's uh, about six games. Yeah, six games for us, and two international games. Oh, okay, all right, eight games. I, yeah, I don't think, that's I don't quite. Think he's been fantastic this season, but I saw his um, his numbers just before the City game. He had. 
in the Premier League, number one for passes, number two for passes into the opposition half, and number one for combined tackles and intercepts in the Premier League. So, I mean, when you think about his competition being players who are very good defensively, like um, Kante, for example. And the Matiches and Herreras. Yeah, he's, he's number one in his position for doing these type of things. Maybe his creative stuff hasn't been as good as it can be, but you don't expect that of those other players, so I don't know why we always expect you know, loads of assists and goals from Henderson when he's doing a defensive job really well. Because he's the captain and he needs to be the Steven Gerrard, and when he tries to do everything that we ask of him, we're yelling at him that he isn't Steven Gerrard. I don't know why people don't like him. I don't know why people think he's 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 shit. I don't understand why it's people think he's, he's garbage. Um, yeah, he face. isn't Steven Gerrard, and maybe there's something with his face. And yeah, it'll help if we lift a trophy. If we just didn't have that absolutely dire um, a penalty shootout against City, and we just win the fucking thing, everything's fine. If we don't have that 45 minutes um, against Seville we win that fucking game and we win the fucking thing and everything is fine and suddenly he's a good captain because he's lifted one or two trophies. But for now, oh we God, have... Uh, are we really... No, I, we can't do a Jordan Henderson thing now. <laughs> I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> but it, it potentially, he, he, he gets rested. Out of, I mean, all three played virtually everything. When Alden played both games against um, uh, for Holland as well, so he played basically everything. Emre Chan set out one game, I think, so far, and um, and 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 was a sub in 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 both uh, international games. So all th- all three of them played a lot of football. Yeah. Now we have yeah. Burnley, and then we have the normal resting game uh, after that, middle of the week. So in fact, um, resting. Uh, all those guys for two games, or bringing back in, bringing them back in uh, as, as a say as a, as a spine of, of as a core of, of good players with the youngsters in, mixed in between for for the Carabao. What was it? Yeah, Carabao Cup. Fuck. Yeah, the Cup. The Karaoke Cup. I, I'd say rest rest one of them and give Milner a game because he he, he deserves yeah. that game and he he needs to have that bit of rhythm as well going into that uh, into that Leicester game for the for the Kukulaku Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not getting anything at the moment. It's, well, not very much, which is a, a pretty poor. Um, and maybe Oxlade, maybe Oxlade gets uh, gets a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grujic. Uh, I don't know. Grujic, Grujic has been paying for the under twenty threes. He's a he's a difficult one, Grujic, because he's it's not clear what kind of a player he is, what kind of a midfielder he is. I think he's the number ten that can hold the ball, and that is exactly the type of player that we could have used yesterday coming on.
I know Joe will, will hate us for, for saying something about the game, but it's Seville. It's the fourth team in Spain. We absolutely bettered them. And because of our wrongdoings, we didn't win that game. So, yeah, it isn't nice, but we absolutely bettered them. We could have gone in halftime 5-6-1 against the fourth team yeah. of Spain. We're fucking great. We just didn't score. If Bobby puts that penalty away, we win 4-1, 4-2, nobody cares. We go out, we have a laugh, we have a beer, and everything's fine. So it's absolutely very small margins that we don't win that game. Uh, we should also, lose. And also, on top of that, don't necessarily expect to win a game like this. They're, they're much more, a much more experienced European side than us. They've dominated the Europa League for years. They've They've won now three European Cups in, in the last five yeah. years. Exactly. You, you can't. Ex- it's, 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 I think it's people who only ever watch Premier League football who think as soon as you, an English team goes into Europe, they should beat anyone they play against. There were fans complaining in pre season because we went a goal down against Atletico Madrid and started saying we're shit. And it's like, hang on. Atletico get to the semi finals of the Champions League every single year. I mean, it, it, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and we had that much changed lineup. Lineup. I mean, okay, they had another lineup as well. Also changed, not their their best team. But we had so many changes in there, and all those guys need to get game time. And at, and at some point, it cannot always work perfectly. And I mean, and, and we are still in transition. We are still in the making. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but people always have, have uh, expectations to us like being top class of Europe. Yeah, for every game, and if if, if our players do not fully fulfill those expectations they're all shite and have to get you have to get rid of dispose them it, it's it's so appalling i'm i'm very much in doubt about my liverpool sympathy at the moment i have to say it can be very exhausting listening I to mean, the few read the echo and this, sure. this 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 guy i don't want to throw insults at, at, at him james pierce and all those other guys um so much incompetence there and it's absolutely annoying and every 20 minutes they come up with another ridiculous statement it is so so bad but it effect affects our players they all are hanging to their, their uh, sticking to their, their their smart smartphones and and they want to know what's what's happening in the world yeah they are not totally isolated and and um, there's so much negativity all around at the same time um it really would have helped if we didn't do yesterday all the things they tell us that we do always. If we would have just seen out that game and didn't fuck up at the back. That would have helped getting rid of that that narrative that we shit at defending. But if you look at the game yesterday, we were shit at defending. So we don't help ourselves getting rid of that narrative. Saturday was an exception, yeah. but I can guarantee you, as, as I'm a long-term follower of Klopp, you will, we will continue to concede goals. We need to outscore them. There is no chance to totally erade those, those issues, because it's a risky style of play. By the way, Sevilla now plays exactly the same style as us. They have changed their style 
towards a style similar to Klopp ones, as you all know, probably read from Sevilla supporters who have written about that, the internet. So, um, and they made so many mistakes in the back. We forced them into making mistakes. We were forced into, into two and conceded two and we didn't score, as you said before, Eric. But that's the competition under Klopp. If we don't want to have Klopp, get rid of him, yeah, and then uh, see that you get Tuchel or Hodgson or whoever, Hodgson will be soon available again and no problem. And then we can dream <laughs> on of the titles and trophies of yesteryear. Yeah, yeah, war in by Christmas. I'm all for that. I'm back yeah. into that. I, I, remember back in, I remember back in 2010 having an argument with a friend who wanted rid of Rafa and I said, look, you know, fine, get rid of Rafa, but make sure you get someone better. And, <laughs> and they did. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> till this day. Till British, this... Go British. Stiff up a lip and all that. Yeah, till oh, this crap. day, my only uh, European experience with Liverpool is um, is Liverpool playing FC Utrecht. Um, or FC Utrecht. Uh, it was the away game for, for Liverpool um, and I was on the way um, it is how great was how was that game? Um, we drew but Liverpool drew all those games I think in Europe at that time um, alright still on the medication for that experience or <laughs> well it did it would be it should be the medication it should be the remedy for everybody crying about where we are today to rewatch those games see Paul mm-hmm. Conchessi Simon Paulson uh, Jovetic Dagan doing absolutely fuck all with football <laughs> Jovanovic not Jovetic Jovanovic oh yeah we are Jovanovic right yeah, I quite like to have Jovetic but uh, uh, it does show if we you know the targets that we had in Keita and Van Dijk it would have been such a huge difference because I think our midfield is pants at the moment um, and obviously Van Dyke, you know needs no explanation um, you know, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a shame because it's you know you can see what we're trying to do you can see what Klopp's trying to do and it would have made such a difference to the team I think um, yeah, so obviously it's, do it. it's, it's, it's dealing with not having Keita, Lalana or Coutinho yeah. at this point yeah, in time Lallana and Cater uh, it would just be amazing an amazing uh, uh, central midfield um, yeah. it, almost wouldn't, it wouldn't matter who the third midfielder was almost um, it would be perfect for Coutinho to be in there because the work rate of Cater and, and Lallana would be fantastic uh, and the intelligence and then you've got the, uh, the creativity of a Coutinho it would have been an amazing midfield and then Hendo could be uh, a, an excellent squad player which I'd be quite happy with yeah he'll prove you wrong <laughs> so, <laughs> so so Burnley <laughs> so Burnley oh um, yeah there was a game on Saturday yeah there's, there's a, a game, game on Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. is it three o'clock the game I think so yes, <laughs> yes. right yeah. okay um, sorry that was just an attempt not to talk about Burnley again yeah. <laughs> successfully uh, so, so, far. <laughs> so, uh, so Coutinho surely comes in front left right in place of Mane yeah or it's Oxley and Coutinho gets uh, I think he'll rest 
one of the three midfielders anyway, regardless. So I think both Coutinho and uh, and Oxlade will come in, and Milner might come in. So uh, uh, really, he'll change them all. Uh, that doesn't sound like Klopp to change them all. Well, he did five changes between uh, Hoffenheim and uh, Arsenal. Was yeah, Arsenal? That... yeah. I think Arsenal. Yeah, but through a game where we most heavily rotated, it could be that we do something similar again. I do I mean, hope to see Robertson. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, crosses, the players, crosses, the players you know, who could potentially come in, we, we've got, uh, obviously you mentioned um, Coutinho, but you know, we could see Mignolet come back, Clavan, Robertson, Milner. I'd like yeah. to see more yeah. of carries. Sorry, guys, guys, can we just talk about the, the front line? Um, uh, if the midfield we we get a one or two rested, um, what about the front line then? Uh, does uh, does Salah get rested as well? Maybe Coutinho and Ox flank a striker. I'd like us Maybe. to play Firmino Sturridge in a four four two with Coutinho behind them, with Oxlade and Milner in midfield, with either uh, Henderson or Emery Chan behind them. That's what I like to see, and I'd like it to be Henderson for the passing, and then for the Leicester game, uh, we can rest Henderson for both um, Leicester games, maybe, and have uh, Emery Tan doing a bit more physical work, recovering runs and that, and and, and stuff like that from uh, from from deep midfield. We don't need his Henderson's passing range. We need uh, Emery Tan's recovery runs and. and Tackles and, and 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 stuff like that. So, um, who who joined Sturridge up front with for Burnley? Firmino. Firmino. Okay. Okay, and then Solanke to come on at sixty or something like that. Yeah, something like that, and, and potentially Salah to, uh, to 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 break him open with a, with a bit of pace. He tried that against Palace as well. He put Salah on the bench to have him on for the last thirty. And create yeah. something, and he, uh, he might do that again. You can go narrow uh, against Burnley; they're not that great out wide. So, um, and Robertson and and Trent would be would be great with their crossing and their um, yeah, yeah. Those two fullbacks are definitely coming back in. And who's the other centre back? Uh, who are the centre backs are going to be? Do you think you have to go with Lovren? You have to show him support now. If you drop him now, if you drop him now, you can't play him for about a month. And you can't well, have no, that. play against Leicester. But uh, yeah, uh, presumably he will. Yeah, he needs to get right back on to, on top of uh, his game, doesn't he? Um, yeah. So what do you think? Lovren and uh, uh, Matip? Yeah, Lovren and Matip. And Trent and Robertson. I'd go with Carrius because uh, I'd like to have oh. carriers now he's fit and in good form um, I, I want him to have a good run of games and I think yeah, Mix it hasn't been bad um, but he hasn't been the mix of last season where you think oh, this is world class lad this gives confidence yeah, he, he doesn't yeah, instill I, confidence sure yeah I, I feel it feels like um, 
at the moment Klopp is using Leeds for the Premier League games doesn't it yeah it looks like that but we don't um, know what's, what's, what, what has been agreed or, or uh, discussed behind the curtain we have no idea about that I, I think but, but Eric's idea team. makes sense absolutely I mean Carriers looked very good for me Carriers was a definitely a 7 at least I, I know uh, Eric has, has ranked him a little bit lower but, him uh, 6.5 uh, I think yeah, yeah, exactly. It was not far away, but I mean, he he, he spread confidence. He did the, his 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 part ball distribution for the first time. That looked very modern. That looked very positive. Yeah, um, yep. I was very happy with that. And he couldn't do anything about the two goals. No, he might have. He might have had a shot at a save in the second. You know, that's that's what makes the Gea the Gea. He's at this yeah. point um, in his career, he saves that second one. And you win the game two yeah. one, and you walk away. It was happy. quite wide. It was quite wide of Karras though. It was a long way. He didn't seem to be in reach. No, no I'm, I'm uh, not blaming him. Uh, it, it's just that's the one that you. Hope. I don't know how Dehe would save it because it was just so wide of him. That's all. He would be quicker. Uh, he would be further away. Would position himself a bit better. The other left things. Yeah. Jesus, I need to score against the Gaia and and produces a worse shot. Something in 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 that line. Where it's all all percentages. Yeah. When when you watch when you watch the hair, I mean, I hate to talk about a Man United player, but he he very often has shots which appear to go straight at him, and I think it's just to do with his positioning. When you look at, at our games, we normally concede from almost every single shot on target. Um, it it certainly feels that way. Yeah, yeah, well, even if you, there was, uh, I remember there being a period um, uh, with Mignolet in goal where that almost was the case, and um, I, I think they only, how many chances did Sevilla actually have on target? I think it was only, I That's think they had three chances in total, yeah, two on target and two goals, so it this does seem to happen, and I sometimes, I, I'm, I'm not an expert with goalkeepers, to be honest, but... Um, my feeling is that it could be that maybe the positioning is not that great and that's why it appears that yeah that oh he couldn't save that but maybe if his positioning had been better then he had an easier save in the beginning I don't know yeah there is an argument for putting Karius in for this game because if he's planning to play Ward for the League Cup game in midweek next week yeah. then it at least gives Karius two games together um, so th- there is an argument for that I guess yeah. the only worry well, would be is that Burnley try and target him physically because that's their game oh he's, he's, he's the way he came for that um, to, to punch the cross in the yeah. game all fine but, so yeah. really I, I, to be honest and it's it's not nothing against Migs but you know, he gives that similar feeling. Uh, Enfield it really doesn't warm up to 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 makes it doesn't fill them with confidence. And I know they don't really do it with Carriers, but at least he's got the, the new keeper smell. So, yeah, and got a stupid face. Yeah, he he can win them over with just one or two decent saves, and and we walk away and we think, geez, we got a good goalkeeper there. <laughs> Because we do, Carriers is a very, very good goalkeeper. 
Yeah, he is definitely. And you remember all those those voices in the echo, yeah, who again, yeah, try to talk this 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 down by um, doubting him as soon as it was announced he would he would uh, be in goal. Exactly. He had a t- he had a terrible start. So had Dejan Lovren, and it still haunts him to today, because in yeah he he, he has those lapses of concentration and, and stuff like that. Yes, Eric, you're right. But the difference to Dortmund is, for example, yeah, everybody close to the club in the media and also some vocal supporters are, have nothing better to do than always spreading doubt at our own players. And that's so much difference to what I uh, was was used to know. Um, um, from here, from Germany, unbelievable. Yeah, always doubt, 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 doubt. Yeah, and and I don't understand that. How should the guys go, uh, get additional confidence? Yeah, if we are, uh, in fact, the creators of our own uh, uh, lack of confidence. I, I don't understand that. Where, where's the logic? It's the self-fulfilling prophecy, and it all comes down to 28 years of not winning the league, having shit owners. Um, having very um, careful owners at the moment um, time and time and again we get near where we like to be and we just don't get it for some reason and we we do it all to ourselves the fans do it to ourselves because in, in as you say uh, we don't in we don't cheer them on enough you know we, we do that for at just after they scored. Enfield comes alive and you see the power of Enfield and all the lads run a bit faster and we create four, five, six, seven great chances and second half the atmosphere is flat and so so is the performance of the the squad and at some point you can see the doubts creeping up on, on the sense oh Jesus we're going to concede here oh Jesus we're going to concede here Martin gives away a daft corner and everybody goes, oh Jesus, here we go again. And you can feel it. <laughs> and yeah. these lads on the pitch, they're human. They, they hear the noises. They feel that. They get the yeah. same doubt because yeah. time and again, we give away shit corners and we concede from them and we don't win games. And the talk's about that. So we keep doing it to ourselves. All of us, and it comes down to tw- 28 years of not winning the league, not winning enough trophies, getting into finals, not winning the finals, getting into semi finals, not going through, um, becoming second in the league after while well, at 35 games. Um, we're the ones in charge. We've been yeah, hurt think, too, um, too many times that we've come too careful to, I, to, to, I think to go happened. carelessly. I think this this decade, you know, the the, uh, the the competition in the league has stepped up a notch because City came into the equation with the money. Spurs started spending just about the time the credit crunch hit us badly and almost sent us under. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the competition kind of increased, which pushed us further down than we've been in previous uh, times. And I think that frustration, the frustration of that position... Uh, uh, the fan base have used that to attack the owners um, for not keeping up, basically. Um, now, from my point of view, the owners had a job to do. They had to get the club sorted out financially because it was losing money. It was losing money heavily uh, for the first few years of their ownership, and they had to get that straightened out. 
and um, you know, and we still got to be reasonably smart, or quite really, we still have to be very smart about our spending. You know, that with what's happened to transfer prices, you know, the fan base have kind of taken silly, silly money, silly transfer prices to to automatically mean that it doesn't matter anymore because the numbers are so silly. You just pay it. Whereas from a club's point of view, they've still got to find that money. You know, I think there was a yeah. lot of re- rework and reprioritization that happened this summer. So suddenly Moreno isn't sold. He's kept because a replacement would be a, an additional burden on the spending, you know, beyond the key targets that we had. Um, I, you know, we waited a long time to buy Oxley Chamberlain and uh, Robertson. So it, that looked like that looked like we got those because some other things didn't come off. Um, otherwise, why did we wait so long to buy Robertson, for example? You know, why didn't we buy him much earlier in the summer? So there was obviously sort of uh, reprioritization going on because the, suddenly the numbers were a lot bigger than we were expecting. Um, you know, and don't surprise, don't be surprised. I can imagine us signing a pre-contract contract deal with uh, uh, De Vrij of Lazio in January um, because he's running his contract down. He'll be on a free next summer. Um, and then we'll hopefully try and go and get VVD again, and perhaps this time we'll be successful. Um, but that'll be big money, you know. And uh, if Southampton get any hint of uh, major money transfers, then they'll try and push the number up even higher. Um, and that's something we're still having to manage. The, the, and in fact, it's just got a whole lot worse this summer. And it would be very nice if things calmed down just a little bit without a Neymar transfer in the uh, in the offing. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we end up with two centre backs next year. But again, look how we're doing it. We kind of pick one up on a free, spend a ton of money on Van Dijk, um, and then we've got to find a Coutinho replacement. We uh, we you know if that's Lamar, he's not going to be cheap either. Now, oh, we Coutinho... don't know about that one yet. Apparently, Barca have uh, ended their interest in Coutinho. Well, there's that. Yeah, there's that. That as well. Um, now, Navigator, apparently, if transfer market is reliable, apparently we've paid sixty-three million pounds for him, seventy million euros, if if that's to be believed. Um, you know, so we paid a, a whopping great sum on top of uh, his release clause to make sure that we got him. Well, I read know. the premium was just three million, three million pounds, so uh, fifty fifty-one million pounds in total. Well, maybe the sixty-three million pounds is uh, is including the add-ons, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if somewhere. If you went on door, etc. Yeah. But still, it makes uh, you know we've we've got to find that extra money because we didn't expect him to cost that much, right? Yeah, and we didn't right. expect VVD to cost us up to seventy million. So we've got to find that money and still keep trying to build and buy another targets. Um, so yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. But the frustration, I think, of the fan base. Uh, the way they're hitting the owners is, you know, they're blaming the owners because the league has got stronger or there's more money in the league, which has made it harder for us, especially from where they picked us up from. You know, and there's, and you listen to the the, um, uh, the, the guy, I forget what his name is, from Spirit of Shankly. I mean, you know, that guy's just looking for an argument. He's just trying to pick an argument with the owners. He, he wants to argue. Um, and that, and that seems to be some of the emotion you get from the fan base. 
What I don't understand, may I, may I um, throw this in? For me as a German, it, I don't understand why everyone expects friend, everything. Our friend German. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> I don't understand as a German why everyone expects Liverpool to win, to buy, to, to do this, to do that, to achieve everything straight away. Why, why is it not, not normal to think it takes time to develop? I don't understand that. I don't understand all this this over, overly criticizing, um, yeah, wave of shit that 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 comes along just because we have, uh, yeah, got this draw against Sevilla in a fantastic game. Okay, so yeah, conceded two, didn't score enough. Okay, then it's then it's a draw, but it was a very good game. But this negativity, I don't understand that. Yeah, far yeah, too sensible, Christian. Sorry. You're far too sensible. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, and of course, the other thing about the Champions League uh, table is if you look at the teams that are going to go through, the top two teams in the groups, right? You know, the the, the calibre is so high, you know, whether you finish first or second, it's going to decide whether you get, for example, Barcelona or Juventus, right? So it's not exactly yeah. like one game is easy and one game's hard. So it's it, Yes, maybe you, if you finish top of the group, you'll avoid maybe Real Madrid. Maybe you'll avoid Bayern Munich. You know, um, but uh, it's not like you're going to get an easy team. I, th- I think um, um, who was I thinking of? I forget who I was thinking of. Would be a slightly easier draw. But there's like there's like one team that might be a bit softer than the others. It's uh, it's a really tough um, game. Whatever when we get out of the group stage, and we should get out of the group stage quite happily. Really? Yeah, we will. Yes, There's definitely. Not and how does this affect the Burnley game? <laughs> <laughs> we will win that game 2-1. It'll be a hard physical graph, <laughs> won't it? It'll be a battle. Sean Dyche will turn it into a battle. And I don't like it when people sort of get into our faces because we don't like it. I think we have to... Uh, uh, actually, earlier I was looking at the game uh, from last season. I don't know if... I can remember... I, I can kind of remember the podcast we did, actually, after that game because we were talking about Ginny and Emre rolling up their sleeves and getting after Burnley because they went very physically at us at the beginning and caught us a bit by surprise. And we had to work our way into the game, and we ended up winning two-one. So, um, we, we against teams like Burnley, I think you have to. I'm. I don't want to sound too much like Sunas, but you need to first of all win that physical battle before you can earn the right to go and um, play your football and beat them that way. So, I think the midfield has to be up for the battle, and the, the defenders winning aerial challenges and all of those kind of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your right. what prediction? For me, yeah. I, I'll go hmm, I'll go two one as well. To us. Yep, quietly uh, confident that we'll uh, <clears throat> that we'll beat them easily. I like the idea of a four-four-two, Eric. I like your idea of that. I think that would be good to see. Um, and yeah. Tia will be playing as well. Uh, I don't know where that puts him exactly. 
Um, probably the ten, in, in, ten. In, in, yeah, on the ten behind Firmino and uh, and uh, Daniel. Um, so you expect four for two as the result. <laughs> but of course. <laughs> on that, on that poor ex- uh, excuse of you, you German, we should end this podcast there, right? Thanks to you, I'm much Such a pleasant stay. Come on, it's time for me to go. Oh, the moonlight's my way. And I smell the rain. Yeah.